to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks with uh, Blake Howard and Sophie Lye. Ah, the sweet sound of geese. Sweet sound. Honking? Of... Honk, honk, honk. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing. Yep, indeed. But this is 2SER's Gaggle of Geeks, the podcast. I'm Sophie Lye. And I'm Blake Howard. Hello, guys. Hello, Sophie. Hello. This is the podcast where we talk. It's pretty much a weekly wrap up of all things good and geeky. Nerdy. And sometimes shit and geeky as well. We, yeah. we, we, we cover all spectrums, all oh. spectrums of stuff. It's a weekly wrap of geek stuff. Yeah, we don't discriminate. No. You can't discriminate. No. Because Absolutely not. This is the thing. In the world we live in, like politicians act badly and so do geeks <laughs> on occasion. So, you know. No, geeks most certainly do. Most certainly do. <laughs> There's no question. But it has been a big week for geeks because, it's huge. as we talked about last week, we kicked off with the Super Bowl on Sunday and in Oz that was on Monday and yes. trailers and ads and lots of stuff galore. All the things. So it's pretty much every year it's a trailer bonanza. Because a billion people are watching. Yeah, but Blake, all the ones we were interested in came after. Yeah. <laughs> well, they did have a solo, like they're like, we're not going to play a solo trailer in the Super Bowl. Cue to the Super Bowl, and there's a 45 second ad, and you're like, "That's pretty much a trailer, bitch." Like seriously, it's called a teaser trailer. It's called a teaser trailer. It's that's what it is. So, like, look, we the ones we were talking about, we we're talking about Solo, a Star mm-hmm. Wars story, which is out in the middle of the year. We were talking about some more um, um, Avengers: uh, Infinity War, which we got. We were talking about Deadpool. That was the other big notable one that did not drop on the mm-hmm. day. It actually dropped a couple of days later. So. Um, they're all kind of hovering around because it's Super Bowl time, so these big ones are hovering around. But yeah, like those those were kind of the big three I think that we were talking about in the last pod, um, and you know they were, you know they were all around. They're all around, but Blake, did they deliver? So let's start off with the one that everyone's like, oh, it actually exists. Solo. <laughs> yeah, Solo. Look, despite navel gazing, all Star Wars, all of the new Star Wars entries. Mm have looked superb. Mm. And if I could say anything about the new Solo trailer, is that it looks phenomenal. Like, Ron Howard can direct the shit out of a movie. Like, let's... let's, And and he's done it across a million genres and super experienced. It looks great and the cinematography is superb. Mm. But who knows what this thing's going to be? Like, it only has to have a few things. It had some Chewy. Yep. It had... um, Alden, uh, and El- and Rick or whatever his name was, <laughs> whatever his freaking name is, the the Han Solo guy, you know, would that it were a sample if you'd seen uh, Hail Caesar, um, Woody he looks ha- he looks pretty good. He doesn't really talk that much. No. Woody Harrelson's in it for about a minute. Yep. You see the amazing Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, and everyone just went. <laughs> But that was it. The most excitement I saw everyone had oh, for it was seeing Donald Glover as Lando Carissian, especially in the teaser. They're like, no one talks about anything else except for that single snapshot where he's okay. looking to the skies in a fur coat and everyone's like, yes. 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 Yeah, so it's like that. That was it. I'm that, like, there's no much more excitement except for everyone's like, Donald Glover's doing new stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, look, it looks okay. 
Uh, I, I'm very, look, I'm insanely skeptical about this. I'm so glad because I watched it and I don't know if it's because like we've just had a Star Wars film, like with The Last Jedi, that I'm still a bit Star Wars out to have something come at me so soon. Yeah. I was just like, hi, I still still do those odd walks. It just felt underwhelming to me. I still do those odd walkthroughs and I know that if you like, you know, people have day jobs and Mm. you walk through offices and. Someone will go. Someone will come up past you, knowing you're a geek, and go, "Hey, did you see this trailer?" Mm. And they're like, "Someone will pop their head over a partition and go, oh, what? What are you talking? What movie are you talking about?" <laughs> you and explain you go, my day that day. <laughs> hey, what, what movie are you talking about? And mm. well, oh, I said Solo, and they're like, "Oh, another Star Wars movie." And I go, "Listen, see exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. Another Star Wars movie. You're going to be saying that until you're dead, and possibly your kids are going to be saying that until they're dead. Disney owns Star Wars now." Every year there will be a Star Wars movie, so yeah, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Yes. It's just that's it. They now that I get it, exist. but just yeah, I'm still too like you know, I'm still coming down from the Last Jedi. I've seen like yeah, and look, the other big news this week. There was two big There's Star two Wars, big Star Wars. straight yeah. off the bat. Let's go into it. Number one yep. in Australia, it is the third highest grossing movie in Australian history ever, mm-hmm. ever. Avatar number one, Force Awakens number two, and it has pipped the uh, what was the. Uh, Oh my god, was it was it Avengers? Yes. It pipped Avengers. So it's now number three, The Last Jedi is the high third highest wow. grossing movie in Australian history. Um and I contributed to that with five viewings of that bad boy at the theaters. Good on you, Blake. Yeah, there we go. Um You're keeping the whole like cinema industry alive. <laughs> no, I'm not. I really aren't. <laughs> uh but no, so that so there there's that piece of news. But the other big one was mm-hmm. which has also dropped a bit of a bomb of con- uh, controversy during the week is that the guys behind Game of Thrones. Yes. It's Often Weiss. Yep. Are now taking the Star Wars universe to TV. And now, because Game of Thrones doesn't go to air until 2019. Yes. That will be their baby post 2019. Yes. On the TVs, which means. How bloody are they going to make Star Wars? I don't know how, like, because they're going to definitely put a HBO spin on it. I don't know how Disney feel about that. Uh, Look, I don't, I I really don't know. The only thing that you can say is they've done a tremendous job adapting kind of canonized fantasy stuff and turning it and making it their own. Mm -hmm. They've got a very great sense of production, an incredible sense of getting great performers and getting and and just writing really interesting and intriguing storylines and it also just feels way more adult than anything that Star Wars has done. So it, it feels kind of cool that these guys would be willing to do it. They're kind of pretty at a, a really operating at a high genius level. At the moment though, the next piece of news is that Star Wars kind of uh, and Kathleen Kennedy got kicked in the teeth a little bit because literally like nearly every single writer and anyone that has been given a Star Wars movie recently, like, is like twenty three white guys. <laughs> it's that's it. There's like twenty three white dudes, not a person of color, no. not a woman. And so it's like, as you're announcing all these expansions and things happening in the universe, where is the opportunity for more stories to be told and more people? And look, Debbie Weiss and um, it's off. They like they have a have teams that potentially have diverse people but and same with you know there's a whole story group of people that collaborate and they're very diverse but in 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 the sort of lucasfilm piece but the 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 showrunners yeah they're the face the face of it (laughs) they need to go quickly to ava duvernay and like ryan coogler like sort that out right i was just gonna say i mean she's got a wrinkle in time coming out soon like come on 
She's free, right? On the Disney lot. Exactly. Sort it out. She's just hanging about. Wander over to Lucasfilm. <laughs> sort it out. Just, hey guys, just, can I just take over? Just like. <laughs> yeah, like that was just like, that, that was the, the kind of the Star Wars stuff. And and then, look, the other, the other big one was uh, Avengers Infinity War. The trailer was super brief, just a, a cavalcade of characters, and it felt perhaps a whisker more hopeful than the last trailer. The last trailer felt mm-hmm. like. Or the end was nigh. This yep. one felt like it had a little bit more hope in it. Um, yep. But at the end of the day, it was just kind of like, meh, it's another half trailer. Who cares? Yeah, I just, they weren't epic in any way for me, the Super Bowl ones. No. All. But. The, the, the Rocks. Whatever that stupid movie with <laughs> the Rock is. The latest dumb movie with Dwayne The Rock Johnson about him. I will defend Jumanji. <laughs> you can defend it. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't. I can't argue. It was it. so much fun. Future rant waiting. But yeah, like it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, where he's an FBI agent and he's lost his leg and he was a marine and he's living in a tower and who the hell knows what the, this movie's just. I have no idea what the hell is going on. Well, that sounded convoluted, but. Isn't that what happened with Cloverfield <laughs> Paradox? Oh, that's the other big piece of news this week. So Netflix basically said, hey, guys, we're not going to show you a trailer for a movie for this Cloverfield franchise, which we are going to be showing on Netflix. We're just going to release the movie. And so earlier in the week, mm-hmm. everyone watched it. You watched it, so? I watched bits of it and then I fell asleep. That's probably the best review <laughs> you're going to get out of this show. <laughs> you're not going to get much else. Oh, I'm sorry. At the beginning of the show, so I've said, you know, Blake, what's your rant? Well, here it is, early <laughs> in the show. Cloverfield Paradox. It's just a mess. Fantastic representation behind the lens. Fantastic representation in front of the lens. Great concepts. Executed with the skill of a toddler eating banana and mashed potato with a hammer instead of a spoon. Just mess. Wow. Shit flying everywhere, things not making sense, you're just watching it going, what is going on? And they have no, none, all of the actors are basically told to portray a stereotype, it feels like. All of the actors are told to do these ham-fisted scenes. And what is so awesome about the previous two Cloverfields, if you've Mm. seen Cloverfield 1... Very inventive. Matt Reeves, great director, went on to do the Apes movies, yep. made the Let the Right One in, the American remake, and has now got his hands on Batman. Fantastic. 10 Cloverfield Lane is taut and exciting. Does have a bit of a hand performance from John Goodman, but he plays menacing very well. Excellent little little scary flick. And a nice surprise packet because it kind of turns, you know, um, very good. Great leading performance. Is it Winstead? Elizabeth? No. Yes. Yes. Liz Winstead. Yep. Liz Winstead. And she's really phenomenal um, performer. She's also great in the Fargo series three, if you haven't had a chance to see that. She will and, always be Ramona Flowers yeah, to me. She is Ramona Flowers <laughs> to me too, but she's great recently. But it just, it's a garbage, it's a garbage heat. It's an absolute dump. I watched it on Super Bowl night and I was just, what is going on? Shame. Great marketing though. Yeah. Like it's a, it's, it's a great stunt. Yep. Um, because it's really cool and it kind of has murdered the possibility that anyone would want to pirate it because everyone can kind of watch it together. And it did towards, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the movie, it became a sort of like everyone in the entire world is live tweeting a movie and just hating on it. So it was like a live <laughs> experience, like a sporting event, but in the cinema, uh, or like instead of in the cinema, it's in your lounge room. So that was pretty cool. Which means you can actually live tweet it. <laughs> yeah, you can live tweet it. The challenge, though, yep. is. That if they do this again with a big film, people are automatically going to think that it's a stunt. 
Mm. And it's kind of BS, which sucks because unfortunately the execution does not pay it off. It looked cheap. The the amazing performers were completely wasted. Um, but it had a lot of good things going for it in principle, but then it was really dopey. Um, the amazing film critic, my favorite, and if you get a chance to read her, her name is Manola Dargis. She writes for the New York Times. Worth your price of subscription just to read her reviews. <laughs> she tweeted this great thing. I was five minutes into this movie, and I get notifications on my phone when Manola tweets because I like to see what she's up to. And she tweeted, haven't anyone in this film seen Alien? <laughs> and that was it. I was like, I was like, she nailed it. No, she doesn't even need to write a review. It's over. Like, everyone stopped tweeting. Manola won Twitter. No one knows how dopey this is, and it's not, it, they need to be way more self-aware than they are. So, yeah, look, that was a garbage dump. But I, I, I'm going to, you know, Netflix, it, it doesn't... Man, so many people are just so binary, like, you just it's, it's just exercise and extremity. People are like, I'm cancelling my Netflix. Everything's terrible. No, Netflix has great shows. Sometimes it has terrible movies, too. Mm. This was a failed experiment, but I hope it doesn't deter them because they had... Like, they threw money at a diverse cast and a cool premise, and uh, they d- it just didn't, didn't execute. I'm curious, though, Blake, because Cloverfield was a very... It was quite successful as a film cinematic experience, yeah. in a way, like that franchise. To then just go straight to Netflix, does it kind of just go, hmm, this one's gone a bit to the dumping ground, per se? There's another news story that came up today that ties into this, which is um, Alex Garland, who wrote... Some of the best Danny Boyle mm. sort of uh, sci-fi movies. Sunshine. He wrote Sunshine, and he yep. also wrote 28 Days Later, the first one. Yeah. And he made his own movie uh, called Ex Machina um, that was incredible. Uh, his latest film, Annihilation, is going to, for a cinema release in the United States, but the, internationally the rights have gone to Netflix. Interesting. So it's going to go direct to Netflix. So a few people have thought, well, maybe Paramount was scared of bad reviews, which is why they've sold the international rights to Netflix, because they don't know what to do with it. But today, the reviews have come out, like the embargo's lifted for a whole bunch of people that have seen it in the States, and they are raving, like just saying instant sci-fi classic, this and that. So, I don't know, it's super weird, right? Let's just like, um, because I think I think Netflix, like every other studio, is making good or bad movies, yep. but Netflix unlike other studios, is in your lounge room and in the conversation constantly. So yeah. we can just be here and be pundits. <laughs> like, I'm paying for this shit, you know? <laughs> and so it's it's cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, going back to everything else that was released this week. Oh, man. It was so many. Um, Jessica Jones. Yes. It's coming back on... International Women's Day. <laughs> smart. Very smart. Smart. Oh, smart. Very smart. Very smart. But um, it looks like they're going into her origin story. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I'm looking forward to... I'm hoping it's just kind of from the drivel that was defended <laughs> that they can raise <laughs> that Netflix Marvel universe back up a bit. Yeah, it's so weird. It's like... There was something so a match made in heaven in the first season of Jessica Jones between Luke Cage and Jess, mm-hmm. and even to a certain extent, when you have someone who's impervious like Luke Cage being with an immortal Iron Fist, but all of them together, it was like I love peanut butter and I also like cream cheese and I like sprinkles. <laughs> it was just like it was like this daughter of Kate. It just didn't work. Oh. So. Um, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to her getting back to that. I think 
Chris and Ritter deserves an amazing series, and this series in particular is just so awesome. They're getting a whole bunch of rad creative ladies behind the lens and in the writing duties, and it's just cool. Like, I'm, I'm all for her. And, you know, Daredevil Season 1, for me, and the Jess Jones are so close in terms of quality. Like, there's a significant dip with the rest, but... They're so close in quality. Are it's, we still ignoring that immortal Iron Fist exists? I haven't seen it. I've avoided it. I, I, I guys, I, you know when you have, this is what I call Operation Human Shield. It's get your dear friends who you trust to watch something that you think is going to be terrible. And they come back and they go, that was terrible. And you go, yep, cool. Glad you saw it. I'm out. I'm good. It was funny because like. Do yourself a favor this weekend if someone's told you to watch something, like, even to hate watch it. When you're taking like the first two episodes of a show and you don't like it, just stop. No one cares if you stop. I tried. I actually tried because <laughs> one of my coworkers kept going, "You need to watch it if we go if like because the way everything's tied up, you're gonna need to watch it to know what the hell's going on, Defenders." Nah. And I made it halfway through and I was like, "This is just too no, no. bad. No, I cannot. No, 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 no. I cannot continue." And then Defenders. Like, yeah, there was some pop points that were addressed in Iron Fist, but it wasn't major, and it was all the crap ones in yeah. Defenders yeah. as well. All the continuing crap ones. So, crappy plot lines. But, but from crappy to <laughs> Julian Dennison doing a double stick your fingers up in the Deadpool the trailer. The circle has come together. <laughs> Deadpool 2 did a really ripping trailer. It's It was going to be fun. They had Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool live-tweeting the Super Bowl as well, which was Amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good. He did. Some, he had some good crackers. But they did a Deadpool poster, which is kind of a flash dance rip off. Then they, <laughs> then they brought the trailer, and the trailer just starts taking the Mickey out of the fact that they haven't finished the special effects, and so it becomes like Andy in his room <laughs> in the beginning of Toy Story, with playing with Deadpool and Cable facing off in this, and it's so fun. And what's even funner, if you watch it again, yeah. is there's a little fat Julian Dennison in the background <laughs> that's like a little Tadukan, like Russian doll background <laughs> in the background that's shaped like Julian Dennison. And it's just great. That was like my favorite. I've watched that trailer for a second time. None of the action, don't care. All Julian Dennison, all Domino. Looks like a lot of fun. I like yes. Josh Brolin too. So I'm. I'm and- well, I love the like the clo- intense close up of the cable voiceover, and then Deadpool jumps in. It's like, really, guys? Really? really, and just Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, there's just one great moment where he goes, where where he says a really terrible line, and he goes, hmm, looks straight to down the barrel of the camera. That's lazy writing, and just like goes back. It's just good. It's it was fun. Good. And and then there was the jip about Henry Cavill's moustache. Oh, that's great. That was, so good. I think I I cracked up a lot over that. Yeah, like, and you know, it just that, feels fresh and contemporary. Yeah, and you know that he's going to stay right on. He's like, they're just looking for any opportunity to rib everyone. That's mm. what I, that's so cool at the moment about Fox mm. superhero movies. They're like, especially Deadpool, he gets a chance to just rib on everyone. He takes the piss out of everything that's in his own stable and then can't wait to rib Marvel and can't wait to rib um, uh, the DC universe. I just think it's great. I think they need to keep that up. And it looks like it's going to be pretty tough and, um, and awesome and I've, I'm a big fan of Josh Brolin. I think he's so like he's that kind of guy, that square jaw, classic looking tough guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he can be so funny. If you haven't seen Inherent Vice and see him eating a frozen banana, alluringly, uh, it's probably one of the funniest scenes I think I've seen in that film, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious. So yeah, he's great. So great. Um, but 
Coming, well, since we're talking about Julian Dennison, let's talk about Tiger. Let's talk about Tiger. <laughs> this week in Tiger, we're TD News. <laughs> um, what we do in the shadows, the FX series, they've added to their cast list, which now includes Doug Jones, yeah. aka Fishman. Fishman. <laughs> we can only hope Abe for Sapien. fish sex. Let's get the fish sex up in this bitch. <laughs> Will he bring amphibians to the world of what we do in the shadows is what I want to know. And if he does, (laughs) oh my God, I know it's going to be fantastic. No, look, Doug Jones is like the perfect guy to put like old, ye olde, you know, Nosferatu makeup on, you know, and just like be all ominous. Maybe it's an answer to Peter. Oh my God, a vampiric fish? (laughs) Could be a fish. Could be. uh, Look, let's not discount the fish man theory. I hope it's a he fish would, man. He, he would love that. And I reckon <laughs> making it a really shitty fish man, like a really <laughs> shitty fish man. Like, I, I want to go from the amazing, beautiful Guillermo del Toro, Shape of Water, Oscar winning fish man to just like straight back 19 whatever 50s. Oh my God, like Animorphs from, bad? <laughs> creature from the Black Lagoon, oh. terrible rubber suit. Make make Doug Jones bomb around in that and just be really pissed off that he looks so terrible. That would be fantastic. That's exactly what that show needs. But no, all like just super amazing makeup and then he just bitches at everything. That'd be great. Oh. I can't wait. Weekly, Weekly Waititi. We need that. Weekly Waititi. You got to have it. I'm going to make a theme for that. And, and he's also, <laughs> it, like there was a huge Marvel um, 10 year anniversary photo that went on with like 79 key creatives from the whole universe. Not everyone, obviously, because they can't mm. fit them all in. But um, <laughs> but yeah, and Taika was in there and like people are making like... Um, dad rock album covers of like <laughs> snapshot of Samuel Jackson, Taika Waititi and Jeff Goldblum all together. And it's so <laughs> ridiculous, but do yourself a favor and just seek it out on social media. It's so good. Oh, what a time to be alive. I know. So, so great. It's so good. It's very good. <gasps> but speaking of great, Blake, one more week. Tool. I know. See Black you guys. Panther. See you guys. <laughs> Um, but Blake, one, one of the challenges is what did you do when you're a dad? <laughs> is that you have responsibilities? Do you? Yeah, you got responsibilities like taking care of your family, really, and <laughs> and not like gallivanting and going to film premieres occasionally. And my lovely co-host over here got mm. to gallivant. I did, but Blake, I'm disappointed because. When your partner was nearing her due date, you actually said, I might, even so, I will still take her to see the new Star Wars movie, Force Awakens, even if she's in labor. <laughs> but this time, you were willing to take her there. But this time it was like, Black Panther premiere might have, my plus one might have been my 14 month old, and she's not real cooperative in a movie. If it ain't Moana. If it's not Moana, she gives zero Fs. <laughs> she's not She's not going to sit still. So I missed Black Panther. I'm insanely jealous, but I'm so happy that Soph got to see. And today, right now, yes. or like today, uh, oh, sorry, not today. Yes, oh, today. Yes, today, right now, Kendrick Lamar has just brought out the soundtrack or music inspired by the film and also music that features in the film, Black Panther, it's on your Spotify right now. Get on that. Oh. And, your, and, your, and your Apple Music, I'm sure. Get up on that right now. So, And he released um, the video clip for the first single he released off that album, which is All the Stars featuring Scissor. And it is like a gorgeous landscape of African beauty is all I will say. <laughs> Just celebrating how great. 
culture is. And I'm like looking through the comments on YouTube and everyone's like so inspiring. I've never been more prouder to be <laughs> black. And I'm like, damn it. Can I be part of your club? No, <laughs> no, no, <You> can. <laughs> I cannot be. <laughs> None of this can. None of this can. But it's, it's okay. Let, they, this is their time to shine. It is definitely their time to shine. That's exactly right. So talk to me, Black Panther. Give me like just the super cliff notes because I'm sure that for next week's show, we're going to deep dive into this. Oh, we will, baby. Um, But oh my gosh, it is just a gorgeously shot film. It looks stunning. Um, It's what we need. He's the hero we need for so long. (laughs) I'm speechless, honestly. I mean, I had a couple of issues with it, but it's the same gripes I have with most superhero films anyway. (laughs) Yeah, because we're kind of... Yeah. We're a decade into Marvel. We're a decade into Marvel. And then I'm like, oh, we're up to this part. Oh, and you just wrote off that guy. No. But other than that, like Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, there's a moment, (laughs) Michael B. Jordan, and you know he's the villain, and he just takes off his shirt, and you're just like, she's like, (laughs) my straight friend who I took with me, he just went, shit. (laughs) (laughs) All straight guys, I have that feeling sometimes that a straight guy, like when they see an amazing ripped person... But it wasn't even because he was ripped. This was the thing. It was like, you know, that what was on his body as part of the story was just simply stunning and shocking at the same time that we were just all like, shit. (laughs) I've heard that he's a great villain. That's what I've just... Yes. He's a great villain. He is a good villain and it is very grounded in reality, the reasoning why he is this villain and the way he is. I'm so jelly. Yeah, it's just—it's not over the top, and you know, it just makes Tony Stark look amateur. Well, that's good. Like one of the breakout characters was Black Panther's little sister, who is actually now in the Marvel comic universe as well. Smartest person, so she outbeats Tony Stark in your face. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sixteen-year-old black girl from Wakanda. <laughs> I'm surprised. No, look, th- I mean, I'm so dying to see this movie. I'm so dying, and because you know these big, you know these big uh, superhero movies are there like our modern myths, right? So mm-hmm. what's super exciting is that when they can actually deliver on the promise, and we don't just get whipped into like a trailer frenzy. It's just oh, no. the whole package. It, it delivers, it, and it delivers. It delivers. It makes your heart sore. Oh, I can't wait. Do you stick around for cutscenes. Was there cutscenes? I have to sit around for a bit. Two cutscenes. Two cutscenes. Cool. That's good. That's good. So. Don't tell me anything. No, no, but the best thing about I loved about this movie was it also was a great standalone film. Good. There was, like, everything else, Easter egg, Easter egg, barely any of it. It was just T'Challa's story. Great. I love it. I can't wait. Please just, I'm going to have to watch Creed. That's the only thing I can do. Watch Creed and that's it. Well, if you want, you could also donate some money to the Black Panther Challenge. Which is happening all around the world. So I've just told me about this like five minutes ago. This is something I hadn't heard about. Mm. Please explain what it is because it is probably like one of the coolest things I've heard. And I'm desperate now to take this back and, and even take it into some corporate places and see what can be replicated ongoing. Yeah. So basically, there was a guy out of New York. Um, his name is Frederick Joseph. And he was like, okay, Black Panther... Kids around here finally have a hero they can look up to that looks like them. So I'm going to try and buy out a screening and have disadvantaged African-American youth come to the screening for free. Unbelievable. And so to raise money, he started this um, hashtag, hashtag Black Panther Challenge. It has now spread across the USA and even over to Australia, 
where people are honestly buying out screenings so disadvantaged African Indigenous youth can go see this movie and see a hero that they can aspire to. It's happening now even in Melbourne where Wentworth actress uh, Sharina Clanton, she's actually organising a screening for African and Aboriginal youth. I'll chuck it up on the 2SER website, but you can also like donate there because it's happening and it's just... God, and Disney are behind it. They've actually gone and paid for some of those screenings, like some of the ones they've heard about. Yeah. But it is real. Like, just look up hashtag Black Panther Challenge. There's nothing bad about this movie. No. Like, it's making uh, like, people hopeful. Out, outside, outside, outside of, like, you know, outside of obviously what we're hearing is a great quality film, and I hope that anyone who does get to see it or has mm. already seen it, I hope you really enjoyed it. And if you didn't enjoy it, sorry. But, um, <laughs> Just everything that's surrounding this, the feeling that it's getting, you know, Chadwick Boseman on cover of Time magazine, uh, Michael B. Jordan on the cover of GQ, you know, just, there's just a real nice feeling mm. about this movie. It's, it's, it's yeah. what, it's what this whole genre, it's not the whole genre and particularly what the Marvel universe needed. Mm. And it, it's opening its doors, it's opening its arms and Wonder Woman sort of kicked it off mm-hmm. um, last year, last you know, around the same time last year, opened up its arms, um, and this yeah just makes so much sense. It's so freaking awesome. But it's outsold every other Marvel pre-sale. Yeah, <laughs> beat Avengers, and this is how excited people are for this film. I hope it makes and, a squillion dollars. And I hope so. And you know, it has strong male characters, strong female characters, and two Tolkien white guys who stay token white guys (laughs) and it is adorable because my friend actually went to me and say what was the point of that character and i'm like token white guy token white guy that's it and he's just like seriously i'm like yeah if you're listening ryan coogler (laughs) i'm more than happy to play a token white guy in the next one i don't need any lines if you just need a white guy in the crowd six foot two just beard i'm happy like just hanging out in wakanda i don't care if i'm like a janitor in wakanda I'll, I'll, i'll be a janitor just you know just to be a part of it Maybe you should like audition for the new Charmed. <laughs> I'm not auditioning for the new Charmed. <laughs> there is no way. But there is a new Charmed. Just like everything in the 90s is coming back. Murphy Brown. We've already seen Will and Grace come back. There's a whole stack of shows. But that was the original cast coming back. Yeah, the original cast. But Charmed is coming back with a whole new flavor. This is actually some really cool... Like Party of Five is doing this completely mm. flipping the script. Um, yeah. Charmed. Open casting call? Yeah, open casting call. So all ladies of color included. Yep. They haven't asked for a specific white person to come in. <laughs> so we want just... Shannon Doherty. <laughs> we want to... Yeah. So they're not the Hallowells. They're the Pruitts this okay. time. Pruitt. But, um, so the, their names are Macy, Mel and Madison. Now, Macy is a PhD in quantum physics. Really? Yep. Yep. Her pap- she's the telekinetic one. Mel, um, strong-willed feminist, a lesbian, um, with a police girlfriend, Sue Jin. <laughs> Batgirl? Batwoman? Probably. Pretty much, yep. <laughs> Pretty much sounds like it. And then the youngest one is Madison, and she's an athletic college student um, who's a bit of a sorority party girl, so they've got a range there. They've got a nice range. Got a nice range, but I'm just like open casting girl. We can't agree, though. What was it? Piper? Mm-hmm. Yes, Piper, Prudence slash Prue. Prue. Yep, which and is Shannon Doherty before she decided to go, bye. Bye. And what was the other one? Phoebe. Phoebe. And then who was Rose McGowan? 
Rose McGowan was Paige. Paige. See, this was my childhood. Can, <laughs> we, agree? Can we agree that Macy, Madison, and Mel are yeah. terrible compared to Prudence? <laughs> Piper, I've just forgotten. I've just gone blank. Phoebe. How far away are we from them trying to reboot Buffy? Oh, gosh. How far? I heard a great show talk about it the other day, and I thought, God, I talked so about this. How far? Before people start, like, before there's a rumour and then people start flipping tables. How far? I mean, Joss Whedon did have a slight fall from grace last year. Give it another, I reckon another two years and people are like, he's trash now. Let's reboot it. <laughs> he's trash now. He's done. He's done. <laughs> That's what they do. <laughs> You're trash now. <laughs> You're trash now. It's over. Bye. Bye. Speaking of. You're officially on my shit list. Yeah, QT this week. Mm. Look, Uma Thurman did an amazing article and praise be for outlets like the New York Times who take a stack of time and use their journalistic nous and their ethics to completely investigate and rigorously report on a story. Uma Thurman has been taking a stack of time to come back um, and talk about her experience under the Harvey Weinstein regime of Miramax and especially mm. her. She was like responsible for pretty much two or three of their highest grossing films ever being Pulp Fiction and the Kill Bills. Yep. Um, the world. Would you say that's three then? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, two to three. Well, however yeah. you classify them, right? She's huge. Um, talked about horrific stuff that happened to her just in general with abuse with Harvey Weinstein and then particularly an extremely negligent event where it happened where a car crash happened at the end of Kill Bill, um, uh, a bit of production negligence. Um, and it, it sort of called out QT tangentially. There was like four or five people that were called out, but because they're all in hiding and none of them have nearly the public profile, QT's copying the brunt of it. But, you know, QT was the guy who gave the footage and wanted it out there and wanted yeah. to show. So QT's kind of on the shit list, but, you know, Harvey Weinstein remains on the shit list. <laughs> yes. Oh, Quentin. And Quentin. producer Lawrence Bender also, who no longer works with Quentin Tarantino after Weinstein, is a guy who is definitely sounding like he's on the shit list too, as long with a couple of other production managers and things like that. Miramax. <laughs> in, in a nutshell, they'd rehearsed a drive, a 30 mile an hour, so very basic kind of like, you know, our equivalent, about 45 kilometer an hour drive around the bend. They'd done a rehearsal like five or six times around this corner. Um, then they decided for whatever reason, the production just went, now we're going to flip it and do it in the reverse order. And when Uma went to do it, the reverse wasn't as safe at the speed that she was going based on the speed she needed to go for her hair to sort of be fluttering in the wind. It was the, literally one of the last shots of the entire film mm-hmm. and she lost control of the car. And, the wine scenes up until now had denied her the footage yep. to be reviewed sort of forensically about their negligence um, and then sort of denied any Cause any culpability. Because they said it's not safe and she's gone, I don't want to do this. It's not safe. But Quinton's like, everyone said it's fine, so let's do it. <laughs> so they did it and she yep. got, she was badly injured. Like this wasn't like a small crash. No. Like it was near spinal injury level. Oh, yeah. Of bad. And, and, you know, she, to this day, said that it strained their relationship with Quentin for a long time. Um, you know, she was famously his muse, you know, for a lot of years. Uh, and, you know, they were friends and they were together for a little short time and they had a really strained relationship afterwards. So, you know, I, 
like as much as people want to put him on the shit list, and he kind of does deserve it because he, as a filmmaker, has that. But you know, films are made by a production, and if the production says that something is safe and they're concerned, the production's meant to assay the fears of the director. And if they're like, no, everything went fine, what they didn't really tell Quentin Tarantino was that they flipped the road around, they flipped the entire setup, and that it was potentially going to be dangerous. And so he's like, yeah, everything's going to be sweet. It's fine. Let's we're, we're good to go. And then Uma crashed. And then the wine scenes were like, you're never getting your hands on this footage, even though she probably wanted to sue the wine scene company for a stack of cash. Mm. They're like, nope. And so, yeah, it's really interesting. And especially when you consider about like how she's essentially the biggest movie star in the world or one of as a yeah. female at the end of Kill Bill. Yep. And, and I just love and how she, Weinstein tried to be like, I'm going to ruin you. And then she career. disappeared. She disappeared off the face of the earth she for a did. stack of time. So that's the real, that's the scary shit. So look. Yeah. Weinstein remains on shit list. Bender on the shit list. I think QT, Sammy on the shit list, but I do have to give QT a fair amount of props because he's actually the one facing up to being on the shit list and saying, yes, I need to be on the shit list, but he's not hiding. He's not lawyering up like some people. No. He's like, okay, I'm here to, I'm here to be, be interrogated. But his hangouts with Roman Polanski are not helping. <laughs> Is he hanging out with Roman Polanski? No, well, the old audio came up with how he said, oh, the 13-year-old completely consented. No. That was, it was in an interview, because he, he did used to hang with Roman Polanski back in the day, and like an all, old audio interview is making the rounds on the net, where he was like, well, technically it was only statutory, right? Because, you know, it was, she wanted it. She was 13, and he fed her qualades yeah. to get her in that state. And she said it was rape. And, oh, cutie. Yep. So It's just silly shit. And it's, it's just... old stuff, but it's still wrong. Yeah, it's still wrong. It's still wrong. Yeah. I mean, look, hopefully he's the kind of guy that's like, look, I was totally, you know, I was, I, I, I justified it to myself. Hopefully he could have this conversation later. Like, I justified it to myself at the time because he was a friend, but that was totally effed up, and I should never have said it. Hopefully he could be like that. But you know what? He can always have revenge. You know what's cool? What? His latest movie is about the Manson killings, tangentially. Mm. And apparently Roman Polanski is going to feature as a character. Really? Of course, because they killed his wife. Yes. So who knows? Maybe he'll let his movie have the last laugh. Well, he loves adjusting history, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. Very there. interesting. Maybe his wife survives and Polanski goes down. <laughs> Who knows? But Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Cruise, all vying out for the top gig in the movie. Margot Robbie's in the film. Yeah. And wasn't um, Matt Smith also added in? Ooh, Matt Smith in there. Could be. Mm. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> slash Doctor Who? slash uh, Prince Philip. <laughs> Poor Prince Philip. <laughs> Poor Prince Philip. The old racist wanker that he is. <laughs> He's still, he's still Did you alive. see that gif of the Queen getting excited about a cow this week? No. It was amazing. <laughs> you need to put that up on the podcast. <laughs> this week, the Queen gets excited about a cow. Oh, it was so good. Mm. It was a highlight. It was a highlight. Amazing. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Because I really don't want to end on that shit news. Kim Possible's making a live no. action <laughs> No. Absolutely not. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. <laughs> Let's end. Um, yeah, so this is the other big news that just dropped. Um, Todd Phillips, um, director of things like The Hangover, um, is looking at or sort of 
being courted by Warner Brothers at the moment. He's made a lot of his films with the Warner Brothers, the whole Hangover trilogy, um, and Due Date that had Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. in it. He's looking to make a Joker origin story movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and what gave it, you know, what made a whole bunch of people sort of turn their head was that Martin Scorsese was like, oh, I'd be really interested in sort of producing and guiding the production of this movie. So it's kind of been legitimized by Scorsese coming in and sort of looking over Phillips because he's been more of a... Comedy, yeah, really, you know, road and, comedy, and road comedy, comedy director, like, and yeah. a lot of chops. You know, the Hangover One is great, like, it's excellent, and he he, he made a, a bazillion dollars for Warner Brothers for it. And everyone's been talking about, oh, who the hell is going to be cast in this thing? For a while, it was going to be DiCaprio because of Scorsese. Mm. It now looks like that Joaquin Phoenix is being courted for this. I love that. So interesting. I love him. I love him. He's great. Two years in a row, my favorite movie of the year. Her, mm. Spike Jones's incredible film about a dude who falls in love with his operating system. And then Inherent Vice, Paul Thomas Anderson's incredible adaption of Thomas Pynchon's 70s slash 60s psychedelic sort of original stoner detective story. And he's incredible and diverse in both of those. And he's yeah. played great villains before, like Commodus in, in Gladiator. And he's just great. He's just a phenomenal that's, actor. That's just iconic, isn't it? Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal actor. And The Master, if you haven't seen The Master, you might flip your lid if you haven't seen The Master. It's an incredible movie, sort of loosely based. <laughs> loose? Not really loose. We're really, you know, we're sort of, the two SER studios are sort of close to the Scientology building, so I don't know if they're listening right now. If you guys are, hello. Thanks uh, for we're at least two blocks away. A couple blocks. Cool. A couple blocks. We've got a, a little distance. Cool. It's really based on Scientology a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, so it's it's a really it's a really great flick. And look, I'm curious. Mm. I'm curious. You know, good people like Scorsese, Phillips, mm. but I'm just like, meh. We shall see. Because <sighs> uh, I don't know. This doesn't feel right because I haven't ranted at the end. It's true, but you didn't want to end on a, on a shit note. No, I couldn't do the shit list. <laughs> that was just devastating. I just feel so bad for Uma. Mm. Like, talk about an OG superhero movie. Watch Kill Bill. <laughs> like, that, you know, that's a great double feature. Watch Wonder Woman and then watch Kill Bill Volume 1. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a badass. Women kicking ass. Women kicking ass. Yeah, she's. A le- I love her. I love her. And it's just really, you know, when you see these, you hear a lot of these stories... And you hear the full extent of it. Mm. It's not just the physical shit that like is puts such a dampener. It's that psychological and like career killing and making people feel like they're mad. Like these guys, you know, not these guys have been manipulating these amazing women mm. to make them feel like they're insane to like diminish them. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's such a downer about talking about it and trying to finish yeah. it because it's just so fucked up because it's not just the actual incident where they usually, thankfully, have the strength to go, get the fuck away from me, you disgusting pig ogre freaking scumbag. And she did. And she, she did. She did many times. And even though he's like, I'm going to ruin your career, she's like, um, whatever. face of your company right now. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> you try it. <laughs> and And so she's so amazing. But then they like, then they like, send their little whisper army away mm. and that just plants all the seeds of, oh, she's difficult, oh, she's... And that's the stuff that, like, fully messed up. Mira Savino? Mira Savino. Fuck. How talented was Mira Savino? And then just, like... It's like they just, they just like, men in black and just, like, wiped her from oh existence. But, you know, movies are still being made. Great characters. Let's get a Mira Savino in like the next Big Little Lies season or something like that. Oh my gosh, they've got Meryl. Why they've not? Got Meryl. Why not? 
everyone, Meryl Streep is playing Nicole Kidman's mom. I might die. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like we might end a gaggle of geeks on that note. Yes. But, um, if you want to listen to the shortened version, we are here on 2SER every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. Or just subscribe, rate, review on iTunes because we really do appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And you would have been learning some amazing and weird things if you had listened to the last few shows. And thank you so much for listening again. To we were us. very tame. We did not let our weird side out this time around. <laughs> I'm tied up right now. Um, <laughs> I'm tied up right now because Soph's like whipping me going, no more weird stories about what you're thinking about when you're watching Harry Potter films. Okay, cool. Um, no, but guys, thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. To SER, so hot right now is where you can find Soph every weekend. And that's where the segment was born. And thanks to you guys listening um, every week uh, for a couple of years that uh, we've been together on the show. Um, uh, you know, we, we grew this podcast and let it blow out so you guys could listen to us more. But look forward to catching you next week. Yes. A the big f- review of Black Panther. Full review where I'm not as tongue-tied because I'm just so like... So it's about to cry. So it's about to cry. And it nearly made me cry. So we had to just like... I have to edit that out of the show if we both start sobbing. But full review of Black Panther full review of the Black Panther album because I'm going to go home and listen to it right now. I'm just going to listen to repeat. Repeat. Um, And if you are in the comics world, Mm. I'm really recommending uh, the run that's happening monthly at the moment of Doomsday Clock. It's a 12-issue run that is tying the current DC universe into the Watchmen, which they did in the Rebirth. So very cool. It's up to the third issue. Is it a good time now to jump back onto the DC bandwagon now that having another universe thing i don't know how to even describe all their bloody so ra- hands are waving around <laughs> they're flailing is it a good time I don't know, because it's the thing dc reboots their universes every three years i feel and it's just like you need to text me during the week i'm i'm still punching for detective comics since the rebirth okay really strong all right guys thank you so much for listening to gaggle of geeks i've been blake howard i'm sophie lie catch you next week bye, bye.